This is Frontier Dialogues. Six minutes to keep up with people and projects that change the world of development in the context of COVID-19. Frontier Dialogues is a podcast that aims to spread solutions, lessons learned, and stories inside and outside UNDP. And today we have Missy, Communications and Resource Mobilization Officer at the Maldivian Red Crescent. Missy began her work with the Red Cross and Red Crescent movement as a volunteer in the Maldives Red Crescent in 2010. In her current role, Missy works on the portfolio of strategic communications and partnerships. So welcome Missy and thanks for attending this call. Hello, my name is Mizi and I am the Communications and Resource Mobilization Officer at the Maldivian Red Crescent. I first started my journey with the Red Cross Red Crescent movement some 10 years ago, first as a volunteer. In my current role at the National Society, I work on the linked portfolios of strategic communications and partnerships. I am also the protection, gender and inclusion focal point at the Maldivian Red Crescent. You run a successful resource mobilization campaign, donations to the COVID-19 Migrants Relief Fund. Tell us more about it. As part of response to crises, fundraising in emergencies has been something that the MRC, much like the rest of the humanitarian sector does. Coming to this decision was a natural next step, given the numerous migrants that were and would continue to face severe hardships during and also after lockdown. The MRC, in order to further its efforts to support them, decided to open the Migrant Relief Fund and appealed for donations. Within a month, over 1.3 million rufiyah was collected. The biggest challenge did not lie in the fundraising, but in communicating the reasons why the funds were so essential and so necessary, Despite managing to secure a large amount of donations, the challenges to address stigma and stereotypes that migrant workers face still exist. Breaking these patterns and the xenophobia that this marginalized group faces will take behavior change and a shift in thinking. The fact that they are part of our society and that inclusion is key are some of the perspectives that we always integrate into our messaging and advocacy. Good. Let's talk about implementation and what did you see on the ground? The money was spent on providing food to migrant workers who faced challenges in accessing their meals during lockdown. This was due to many reasons like the food delivery network being interrupted, migrants being unable to afford food because they had no means, and for those who had ended up in shelters. The lived reality for many migrants, as all of us know, is very dire. Starting from poor living conditions to unsafe working conditions, the many barriers faced in meeting basic needs 
and the violation of basic human rights are worrying and require urgent action, in addition to systemic changes. One of the biggest takeaways while working for people in these conditions is that the protection of human rights during peacetime can help mitigate many risks that the vulnerable face during crises and emergencies. I, like many others who have been working in the response, have many instances and stories where we have been fortunate and lucky to work alongside migrant volunteers who have been adding immense value to our work. They take up important roles to bridge communities, to enhance understanding and to build trust. And this is something that helps us work as effectively as we do. It also stands in alignment to what we believe in, that our national society is a true reflection of our society and those that make up these communities. And finally, what's the most significant lesson learned that you as the Maldivian Red Crescent has identified as a necessary for future disaster preparedness or similar situations? This pandemic has affected everyone. All of our lived realities while going through the same crisis has been very different. This is defined by many things, our sex and gender, our age, our families and their dynamics, living conditions, work, financial stability and security, our accessibility to services, just to name a few things. All of these things impact how ready or how prepared we are, how we go through and experience disasters and crises, how we overcome them, and also how resilient we are. In order to ensure that communities as a whole are more resilient, we need to work towards reducing inequalities across the many spheres of life. Reduced inequalities can help communities build back stronger and recover better. The fact that we need better social inclusion is true not only during disasters and emergencies, but also during peacetime. The more inclusive we are, the more we recognize and acknowledge each other, even those who are different from us, as an integral and important part of our society, the stronger our social capital becomes. This becomes especially important when we cope with crises and in the work towards relief and recovery as well. Thanks again, Missy, and thanks to all of you for tuning in. Let's meet up in the next Frontier Dialogue.